On this episode of Resi Week, ADT announces command and control. Josh AI partners with LG and Dish offers revenue share. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 164, Revenue Share. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by HD Base T. Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap-up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And today I'm pleased to be joined by my good friend, Joe Whitaker. He's the president and owner of The Thoughtful Home. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me back on. Thank you for being here in your booming hall of wonder there. Then we have Scotty Allen. He is the head of product at Josh AI. How are you doing, Scotty? Doing great, Matt. Happy to be on as well. Thank you so much for being here. And last but not least, we have Peter Cook. He is the founder of Automated Design and Entertainment. How are you, sir? Excellent, Matt. Thank you so much for having us on. Thank you guys for being here. All right, gentlemen, let's kick this right off with a story that comes to us from CE Pro and the one and only Julie Jacobson. ADT Pulse versus Command and Control is lots of changes going on over at ADT. If you haven't been following this, uh, ADT has said goodbye to Pulse, which was their first fully integrated security and home automation solution. And they are now teaming up with and launching a new uh, command panel and app and cloud-based platform that, of course, is being powered by the one and only Alarm.com. Joe, I want to start off with you on this. And, you know, I kind of realize that we don't necessarily have anybody here that is specifically a, you know, security company or security installer. But all of this intrigued me. All of this was an interesting read, but I couldn't get past the Alarm.com. That is to me, just a massive shift in the way ADT is doing business, as well as a huge change for that landscape in general, having ADT all of a sudden partner up with arguably one of the biggest other names in, in uh, home security in alarm.com. What is that partnership going to uh, affect as far as a change within that industry? Well, it's, you know, part of it is obvious, you know, I think ADT in what they were doing has started to learn from some of their mistakes. Um, if you look in the article, it talks about how alarm.com's module works with Honeywell and DSC, but it also works with GE Concord 4 networks. I mean, alarm.com has been able to offer their services to every major manufacturer of the higher end um, alarm panels on the planet. So it's kind of that that natural that natural transition where alarm.com has already captured the audience. ADT has always been about the service, but they've had failures on product, failures on deliverables, failures on experience. So this little partnership has kind of allowed them to align with we have the technicians, we have the contracts, we have the biggest footprint of users on the planet. Now we just got to offer them the couple of things that we're not doing well instead of sinking a bunch of money into doing that. And, and then with the uh, CDMA 3G sunset right around the corner, I mean, two years seems like a long time, 
but that's shorter than your average contract within security. So you're gonna have this transition happen while people are in mid-contract. And during that contract, you're gonna come back and say, hey, yeah, your stuff isn't gonna work anymore. While you're in a contract. So the only way to actually be able to, to do that which is what we saw happen digital sunset with uh, DirecTV and Dish Network, is you have to have somebody who has the services or the new technology to actually be able to transition that over and say, no, 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 this is not a phase out, this is adding benefits. So that's, that's why to me it makes a lot of sense that they went that direction and not another brand or doing it themselves. Right, very good. Scotty, when you follow this from the 3G conversation, because Joe brought up a really good point. This sunset is going to happen in the middle of a lot of people's, uh, you know, alarm contracts and even beyond ADT for anybody that's offering uh, alarm systems or anything like this that has a 3G backbone. How do integrators, how, how do people go about communicating that and then determining a, a methodology of, do you offer this as a free upgrade plus a service charge? Do you charge for all of it? Obviously, it's, it's well beyond the hands of you know, your, your average HTTP to have any input on the 3G sunset, but how do we manage that going forward? Yeah, no, as, as a manufacturer, we constantly are thinking about you know, things for ourselves that are changing in our product line, similar to kind of the stuff that ADT is evolving through right now. And when we have those challenges, we're always trying to figure out with our partners, with our integrators, how we can turn that into an opportunity for them, right? So it's gonna result in a customer conversation. That customer conversation could be viewed as an opportunity. So like you said, what upsell? What other opportunities do we have when engaging with those customers? So luckily Josh is almost four, actually we are four hours of Friday for your anniversary. So we haven't had many of these ourselves, but on, when we do have small engagements like that, that result in an uplift in our customer base and our integrators have to get involved, we try to figure out what that opportunity is to really upsell something in that engagement. Very good. Peter, the, the last thing I wanted to touch on this is the, the new ADD command is touted in the article as a, a dream panel. Um, it, it's kind of finally got that, that touch panel, that, that, central hub that looks like a lot of the competitors, but again, has that ADT name. Obviously, this is a little bit uh, more entry level than what the normal HTTP providers doing, but does this have the capacity, does this have the potential uh, to really be a huge inroad for true, you know, centralized uh, hub architecture of basic smart home well it'll be interesting to see how when the hardware specs kind of fully come out on the system um i think the uh the challenge because we do do security and uh, um i think what's happened is a lot of the traditional security companies like honeywell that a lot of adt um, systems have been based upon their technology is is really 20 or 30 years old from a hardware perspective and so you know, they're, they had, they're going to, they would have to make a change at some point in time because they just need to be able to go to a modern platform and a modern uh, system. And so I think what they've done is realized that alarm.com has built that, that system of the future from a software and cloud perspective. 
and that they've been able to integrate with a lot of different panels. And so I think they finally got to, got to that point where, hey, we need to make a change and we're going to need to do it at some point in time. And maybe now is the entry point. And the fact that they wouldn't have to kind of redevelop the wheel and kind of custom make something um, and put all of the, the investment into doing that when it's already there and it's easy, easily scalable. Um, it seems like it was a good fit for them to make that, that change. And as far as the hub being the, the central um, point there, the command center, it, it'll be interesting to see. You know, again, them not understanding really the true elements of all of the aspects of um, smart home integration. Um, it'll be interesting to see where the, the pros and cons are from it. Very good. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our next story of the day. This comes to us from Residential Systems, Josh AI and LG partner for voice controlled television integration. Uh, if you haven't been following this, uh, Josh AI has uh, continued to expand their voice control options, including this new collaboration with LG. And luckily, we have Scotty here to talk about it with us. Um, Scotty, what I wanted to ask you was obviously, this is giving you uh, essentially full control over uh, uh, a series of 2018 and, and 2019 OLED panels from LG. What I wanted to ask you is how does Josh AI uh, determine which, you know, which brands you want to have these kind of integrations with and where it fits into their product line? How do you go about that? Yeah, good question. Um, so kind of as we're looking at where we expand Josh's list of supported devices and what we're adding, definitely our dealer network is huge in helping us to determine that. So first and foremost is conversations with our dealers and ultimately their customers in terms of what they're seeing. Um, and we actually take that really seriously. I know, you know, you probably talk to other manufacturers and hear something specific, but every feature that makes it into our roadmap went through some sort of dealer survey on what we actually got out of that survey and what their, their counterparts in the industry are saying. So it's kind of how we determine it on, on the, where we want to go. But the other half of that conversation is who our partners are and what they can do. So, um, you know, folks like LG, Sam or Sony is another big partner of ours in the TV space. Um, for us to be able to deliver and be in customer homes, if something's going to change on their end or our end, you know, we need to be months ahead of that so that we can make the lives of our dealers and partners that much easier. Um, so it's really twofold, right? If our dealers are asking for something, we also need to have the, the technology relationship with that partner to be able to announce something. And so that's why this LG, you know, LG itself is a great TV to have IPO control over, but also this announcement is really about that relationship that we have with them. So um, yeah, excited to kick things off with LG because this is kind of just the beginning of what's to come. Very cool. Peter, when you look at this, when you follow this, this kind of story, one of my takeaways from this is, uh, again, just that, that shift in use case and, and how our, our clients are using their, their entertainment systems. Does this kind of signal, again, just more of a shift to more panel-based systems, not so much you know, the massive rack in the basement with everything being uh, distributed throughout the home, more of you know, local sources and, and you know, s smaller smart TVs and, and integrations that work in that, just that room. Obviously, Josh can go beyond that. But in this case, again, you can get an LG OLED and a, a Josh Micro, put them in the same room and have instant control over the whole thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think you're absolutely spot on there that we're, gonna, we're seeing more and more localized uh, control. 
And I think uh, LG did something smart here in partnering with Josh AI, who does a fantastic job with voice control and kind of using best of both worlds. Uh, they build a great panel and that's what they do as a hardware manufacturer. And where you know, giving that access to uh, Josh and giving them access to be able to have some deep integrations, um, you know, offer the homeowner just an overall better experience. And then we tie a lot together through the network and uh, that just makes the uh, integration so much nicer. Very good. Joe, when you, when you look at this, when you follow this, um, how often do you hear, like, obviously this is a really cool integration. This is something that can be really effective. Is this what a large majority of clients are asking for to be able to control their, their TV from their voice and, and manage that directly? Or are they just launching systems or is this, a, a, a really good precursor to what's to come as far as how we're interacting with our entertainment. I think it's a precursor. Um, you know, I was involved in something many years ago and I can say without saying any brands on the TV side that there was a TV brand that had voice control and the contract and the actual, you know, the way that actuated, that was actually voice pod. Um, a, you know, an, an integrator friendly, so to speak, voice control uh, option years ago. Obviously, that was kind of archaic compared to what we have now with Josh, but it was that first entry. Um, so I think that that move has already kind of been very natural, that people are starting to want and, and that immediately voice interaction between a voice platform and uh, their TV cable box music, whatever the case may be. Now, why I think Josh is the win because they've already had, you know, Alexa control and Google and all of that is the one thing that has been missing ever since, you know, voice control has been in our industry, which is the natural speech portion of it. Yeah. Um, that's why the, that's why I think the, the Josh and LG thing is so unique, you know, yeah, great on the partnership, um, you know, talking about that, but I'm looking at the, end user portion of it, you know, that expectation is going to be met in, in a way now, you know, it, it, that natural speech is kind of the power of it. But at the same time, I have a fear just watching this business evolve previously. Um, there's a reason why VoicePod as a product, a service and the people dissolved and disappeared. Um, that's because that big brand keyed in and said, we want it all. We don't want anybody else to have it. And that's a scary thing on the business side where a company like LG could come to Josh and say, I'll tell you what, we love the tech. We love everything you're doing. Here's $50 million. It's now ours. And I will tell you what, that is a big buy. And I'm just, see, look at the smile, look at the smile down there in Scotty's face. You know, those are the fears that are from my side because I do like the tech. I do appreciate what they're doing on the business side as well. And the partnership is, is a very realistic thing that we've needed. But there's always that fear in the background for me is, please don't let another big brand destroy a very innovative and creative brand. Scotty, let me, let me ask you this one, one kind of last question that is just kind of percolating around in my head. Every major you know, high-end model of TV these days has some sort of voice control in it. Most of the cable box, the satellite boxes do. 
how does Josh AI differentiate themselves beyond just the natural speech to, you know, again, make that user case for, for integrators to be able to go to their clients and say, yeah, we know you get this, you know, from Samsung or LG or Sony or, or Comcast, but we want this and, and you're going to want Josh AI because it is so significantly better. How do you approach that? Yeah, um, we kind of, there's so much evolving in, in specifically the video space. Um, a lot of times for us around voice, it becomes pretty clear when we're at a real customer install. So that customer may be familiar with their Comcast voice remote or maybe their Roku or some other box has voice on it. Um, but the moment you end out in a large project like most of our clients have, you have distributed audio and video and those sources may reside in a tech closet and they're distributed throughout the house. And so when you're giving voice commands, it really isn't that endpoint TV. It's the whole stack of things that we need to control. So saying watch, you know, Breaking Bad in the library, you know, the source for that may be in a tech closet. The audio may be controlled locally by a receiver. The TV needs to be on the right input. And there may be a matrix switcher involved in switching all that. So, you know, being when we look at sort of the consumer brands that do have their own voice remotes and things like that, they're great one room point solutions. But the moment you want to start controlling anything in a more complex environment, um, really something like Josh that understands the framework of the home is required. So that's kind of how we look at it um, right now. The other side is, you know, you, you give voice commands for things beyond just TV in that space. You give them for everything in that room. So one of our partners in this space that does have voice capability for the TV, they're not going to control lights, thermostats, shades, the rest of the environment. So we kind of view to have a seamless natural language processing type engine, you got to be able to control everything, right? Very good. Appreciate that answer. All right, gentlemen, let's go to the last story of the day. This comes to us from Residential Tech Today. Dish has unveiled uh, a revenue sharing incentive for their pro installers. Uh, this is part of their customer integration program where if you have uh, active accounts, you're actually going to start uh, sharing a little bit in that revenue. Peter, let me start with you on this one. Um, for anyone who does not currently install or sell Dish, uh, and my company definitely doesn't because we're Canadian and we can't, which is a whole other conversation that I'm upset about. But for any integrators that have access to Dish and currently don't, and Joe's laughing at that quite a lot, which is great. Is this one of those situations that might draw you as a as an HTP on board to say, hey, the possibility for RMR through somebody like Dish, who is arguably probably the one of the most well known companies that offers RMR now, um, we're going to jump in and 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 start trying to work with Dish on this. Yeah, absolutely. I think the uh, they've solved uh, some of the challenges that we faced, you know, and the, in the fact that there was always so many different promotions and changes and, you know, there's just no way that we could keep track of all of those types of things. Number one, number two is they've solved the, the delivery method because now you can actually purchase the receivers ahead of time and rack mount them. You can get them um, configured in your own site and then deliver them out there. And so it becomes a, a piece that, um, we know works well with control. It has kind of a lot of the features that we want. It has good uh, IP control. It has a lot of um, very useful features. Um, and so for us, I think that's the nice thing is, is that the bonus is that it, we get some RMR on top of it. 
um, you know, it'll save us time and money and it will make a happier client because now we're not dealing with Comcast or Charter or AT&T or Verizon and all of these other companies that, you know, dealing with their boxes and their parts and pieces are so problematic. Now we can not only have a more consistent deliverable, but we also can make some RMR and that just kind of continues to add to the bottom line and make us more valuable as a HTV. Very good. Joe, when you look at these kind of programs, are, are these programs that you're actively as a business owner looking for? Are you looking for your manufacturers to be working with you on things like RMR, on things like white glove support? Or is it one of those when it pops up and you see it, you go, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. We're, we're already dished. We're going to keep doing that. Where, where's, the, where's the balance there? You know, we're, we're always constantly looking for items like that. Um, I think Dish's timing on this is perfect. Um, we've done direct TV for many, many, many years. I think in commercial or that portion, we're like one of the second in our area. But their timing is perfect because direct TV has not supported our industry in many years um, and just did a big dealer cut. Like they were cutting dealers um, that – only did it to be able to offer it as a custom solution two months ago. So Dish's timing on the business aspect of this is perfect because Dish's offering is everything that integration companies have asked for in one big package. You know, that's, that's the amazing part to me because you can get this RMR, you can get that continued service, you could do some of the things Peter talked about, about, you know, getting the boxes ahead of time, setting all that up, and while doing that, you can still use their concierge service where their guys come out and do the actual dish. I mean, they, they put so many pieces together to make it an instant win. Like it's, you're, it's one of those, if you don't do this, you're losing money that's free money just sitting there for you. Um, because it's, it, yeah, Matt, unfortunately you can't get it. Um, but that is kind of, where we're at with, with this program. And that, that's kind of one of the things I keep going back to, you know, Frank pushing a lot of these forward. He comes from what we do. So he knows, and he knows what's going to benefit us. So am I going to do it? Yes. I'm, I'm going to, this, this was the needle in the haystack that has finally made me already send an email saying, okay, we're, that's it. We're on board. Um, because obviously we're always looking for, most companies like mine are always looking for these opportunities. They don't come along very often. And this is one of those where it's, it's instant money the next day. Once, you, once you're in. Very good. Scotty, I, I want to end with you on this. RMR has been that kind of often elusive holy grail for, for this industry. We keep seeing everyone... Uh, and their brother trying to offer something in RMR. It still doesn't seem to work for most HTPs. One, is this another one of those features that hopefully will work, but is up to the, the integrator to make it happen. But two, are we to the point where we can just say, yeah, we're not really good at RMR within this channel? Yeah, I'm giggling. I come to this industry from sort of like big cloud tech where everything's AMR, annual, annual revenue or, or monthly revenue. And um, sort of being in this industry for the last three years, it's been really interesting sort of seeing companies try and bring solutions in and really challenging our founders on ways that we can be better at Josh as well. 
Um, so we actually kind of do a hybrid of both. You have an option of sort of building, buying everything out front, buying everything up front. And so the license that kind of goes into perpetuity as a one-time fee, or we do give dealers the options of offering things on more of a annual basis that they can break down into RMR. So um, we've kind of straddled, straddled the, the fence a little bit in trying to do both. Um, but some of our dealers that you know, advise us quite closely and, and are changing the business models, I think in some of the markets that we're at, they've been successful with it, right? They're adding premium services for their high-end clients that um, do involve a, a monthly reoccurring fee. And sometimes those include bundle things like um, content. Um, and I think Dish will kind of help move the needle here with that. Um, and that being said, I just want to do a little bit of plug, plug for Frank as well. Um, I know that Joe mentioned him, but he's been pushing hard in this space and that's what we're hearing, you know, so we're working really closely with Dish as well. And, um, I'm not on the marketing team, so I can say whatever I want, but, um, <laughs> we have some cool stuff, <laughs> some, some cool stuff coming out from Josh working closely with them. Um, and so we kind of see the trend of, you know, the integrators and partners that we have really excited to see the relationship that, that Dish is forming in this space. And so as a result of that, we're trying to partner as close as we can. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen. That's going to do it for today. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Joe, if people want to connect with you, learn more about the Thoughtful Home, where can they do that? Uh, you can always find me at Thoughtful Home on Twitter, at The Thoughtful Home on Facebook, and you can always find me involved with Cedia. Excellent. Thanks again for being here. Scotty, thanks so much for your uh, joining us today. And once marketing hears this, uh, the, the last time you get to join us, if you want to connect with you or more importantly, learn more about Josh AI, where can they do that? Yeah, thanks, Matt. We're just over at josh.ai. That's our website and uh, happy to reach out um, if someone contacts us there. Excellent. Thanks again. Uh, Peter, so great to see you again. If people want to connect with you, learn more about automated design and entertainment, where can they do that? Yeah, they can find us at automation-design.com or on our Twitter, which is at automation-dsgn. And uh, we would love to help. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen, for being here. For myself, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please stop by avianation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit our site, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. Oh, 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 oh,